Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Raindrops on So, Kevin's favorite thing. Now, I'd like to pose a question to our audience. Okay. And you're, Sutton mentioned this. Your wife Sutton yes. mentioned this. So let me ask you all. She had suggested at some point that we change the favorite the- things theme yes. song. So, listeners, should we change it? And let me ask, should it be a whole new song entirely? Or should it be my favorite things, just a different like interpretation? Oh, I kind of like the idea of maybe... Uh, I mean, we can't even say it's like season one or two or three because we've literally done two episodes a week for the last two and a half So years. who knows? So, But I think it, we could shake it up a little bit and Ooh. have a little... Uh, a different version of uh, so we're going to keep my favorite things, yeah. but we're just going to change who's singing my favorite. Maybe things. what do you guys think, listeners? We're taking a poll. It's a democracy. Yes, vote, and then we'll make our own decision. And if you have a favorite thing, thing, yes, a favorite version of yeah, my favorite things, then let us know, and maybe we'll use it. Oh, we would love. Oh, <gasps> Kevin, right. Change. I get scared of change. <laughs> change don't come easy. All I'm asking for is change. I know. Wait, wait, mine was from Memphis. What was your change song from? A New Brain. Change the government, kill the mayor. It's not Faya. How lies evaporate. <laughs> wait, change the system it's that made Faya? us what we are. Wait, do they, da, da, it's da, not Faya? I don't want more hugs. Just need money to buy more drugs. And if you folks pay, I'll go away. Mary Kevin? Testa, that was my Mary Testa, homeless woman singing about change. But get it? It's like Carolina change. You're mm. saying, so you're talking about change in your pocket, but also life change, Rob. Change in your pocket, like a penny in my pocket. <laughs> and in a little time, that penny in my See, pocket. See, you guys, just give us a word, and we'll go on non sequiturs for <laughs> hours. <laughs> Imagine how much fun we, what we have when the mics aren't rolling. <laughs> I will, Listen, I will say oh, this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. always feel like we should do two shows. We should do this show. We should also keep on the microphones when we get into the room together beforehand, because mm-hmm. that's when Kevin and I gossip, mm-hmm. and, that's oh. what, and that's the stuff we have can't put on kiki. the air. We have a, as you say, we as have, they say, as they say on RuPaul's Drag Race, which is so good. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a story to tell you. Wait, what? You're, gonna, you're not going to believe this. I swear to you, this is a true story. What? I know that you watch Drag Race 
every week at a bar. At All Stars. Well, just you. Sometimes I watch with Robbie Roselle, our friend from the uh-huh. podcast, Robbie. But Robbie's out of town. He's in doing Melissa Erico's concert in London. So we were at yes, Bubba's on Ditmars in Astoria. Now, wait. Do you know someone who's there? That was there hanging out with us? I know someone who's there who watches you watching Drag Race and says your reactions are sometimes more interesting than the show. Wait. I swear to God. Wait, someone that's yep. not my friends, like yep. my wife and yep. our, like friends? Because we all kind of... So you guys, it's a it's a small restaurant um, in my neighborhood and it's it's a great restaurant and the, the kid who's the bartender there, he sort of started it to be RuPaul's Drag Race night. Yeah. And so it, people, we, all the TVs are turned on to it and it's really fun to watch with a whole bunch of people because we all scream and yell and... Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, I hear someone screams and yells louder than any of the no, other patrons. Not louder. Not louder than everybody, but I definitely get wrapped up into it. It's one of my favorite television shows. Okay. Uh, I'm just telling you, I just wanted you to know. Who is watching me? So a friend of mine uh, who knows that we do the podcast and stuff saw a photo of you pop up and goes, oh my God. He's like, I know him. <laughs> and I said, oh yeah. I said, I said, have you guys met at some point? Like from one of my shows? He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Thursday. And he goes, this guy is always at the bar and he's always yelling and screaming the loudest at the television. <laughs> he goes, this guy loves this show. And I said, that's oh, my God. co-host, Kevin. So he knows you. So you've got that's fans. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's, I don't know if I like being known for that, but that's really nice. I, I think that's incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought that was so funny. Hey, listen, I'm a fan. I'm proud. It's yes. so good. It's so Yes. Good. Listen, I will tell you, as a gay man, we appreciate straight right. allies like you. If you're not going to love yourself, don't... how are you going to let everybody oh. else? I mean, come on. So I usually don't watch, but I just, you know, I just worked with was Alexis Michelle, which is so cool. She's amazing. We yeah. did Broadway match game at 54 below. Oh, what or, a great idea. Or snatch game, I should uh, hello, say. Hello, yes. And oh my God. Which was not good this season. I watched it this season. I oh, watched. Only, the only good part was Paul Lynn, which is Ben Ben LaCreme, which is the only Oh, good the Paul person. Lynn was really funny. Yeah, that, and was, that was about it. Yeah, it was not a good one this and Kristen year. Chenoweth showed up yeah no she played her yeah yeah I funny. only watch Drag Race for Snatch Game like I will find out the week do. that, that Snatch Game is the on most popular. I watch it so yeah. no, we started that at 54 Below now. I think that is so cool and I think that is so exciting you she, and Robbie Roselle it was, yeah Robbie and I did it together and our panel was uh uh, uh, George Salazar from Be More Chill, so Jen funny. Cody, who was hysterical I cannot even tell you how funny Jen she Cody was really funny I mean like Wetting my pants, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie Rizel, uh, uh Julia Murney, great, who was amazing. Uh, Leroy Reams, <laughs> who <laughs> told the old guard, oh, the old guard. He told the most I mean, fabulous stories. Yeah, he's the Charles Nelson Riley of the group. He was, <laughs> he was, and um, uh, Alexis Michelle, oh, who was a great. sweetheart what and is fun. a huge Broadway fan. I have an idea for Alexis Michelle for a musical. I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's a revival of a musical. I want to ask the estate, though, if they're willing to let her do it. I'm very nervous. I don't even want to put it out there just yet. Okay. But I'm percolating on it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you off mic oh, great. my idea for her. It's this is the show that I want to do with her. Such a tease to everybody listening. Oh, he said it to me, and it's actually a really, really good idea. Isn't that good? Yeah. Where she does one part of it yeah. within out the drag and then and one then, part in the drag. Yeah, that would change the show. It would. 
that's fascinating. But that's but you know, that's not a clear that day you can see ever bullshit. No, truly. And and that article just came about how like do, reviving older shows is tough because the gender roles. Yes. And I thought that was a really interesting article about just the the struggles that we are going to have when we revive these shows from the fifties and sixties because our roles have evolved since you know women were just a sex object as they walked in the room and I I know. was I was I didn't read the article fully. I was just glancing at the headline, but it was it was you know they're mentioning about Eliza Doolittle being molded by Henry Higgins, right. Billy Bigelow beating Julie Julie Jordan. Right. Let alone um, the Gigi's and the you know all that kind of stuff. Well, some of those shows just don't need to be revived right. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't believe they did that with Vanessa Hudgens a couple years back. That was a bizarre choice because I think she's very talented. Oh, she's lovely. I was like, this is this is just not the vehicle for it. Uh-huh. Gigi. I was talking to my musical... Th- Sorry, I was talking to my musical theater students. They just had their final exam. Yeah. And one of the things I always put... And I'm, I'm interested to hear what our listeners have to say because their essays blow me away. Their last essay question on their final is, in the past few years, the musical theater is tackling subjects that were not uh, once considered to even be comfortable for public discussion. So things is like, we have mental illness right. and next to normal. Right. We have um, gay parents and fun home. We have social media and Dear Evan Hansen. And suicide. And yeah. suicide. What topics have, that have not been covered by musical theater do you think are due oh, that's really for a discussion? Yeah. And, the, and the answers that come back, the essays that they really? write are so amazing. And so surprising. So I'm always curious, if our listeners, what, what topics have not been discussed yet by musical theater that should be discussed and by I musical theater? And I will say that, like, and I, speaking of our students, you know, that generation, um, if there's anything that politics the last, you know, two weeks has taught me is that uh, yeah. I have a whole newfound faith in the millennial generation that, oh my that is God, not just distracted man. by, you know, <laughs> the cell phone and all of that, but is, it has, a, has a, a voice, a valid voice, and uh, I think is, uh, we underestimate their... Uh, what they're going to contribute to, um, you know, our world. <laughs> I'm really, I'm so excited by seeing a whole new generation that are putting down their phone, or actually, sorry, picking up their phones really? and yeah. using it for good. Yes. And the pressure and the speeches. And I thought that none of this was going to change. I really didn't. I, know. I really did. A couple of years ago, I mean, I don't want to get... No, too I know, because we've talked, because you were a poli-sci major, and you always say that you're kind of more of a, a cynic. <laughs> You've said not to and not to talk, not to put yeah. words in your mouth. But you no, have said that before that you're yes. You know, I like I like to say a realist. A real okay. <laughs> See, that's my cup half full attitude. That's, I like to say that I'm a realist. I thought not to get you know too too morbid. After Sandy Hook, I was like, if nothing is changing after Sandy Hook, nothing's going to change at all. Right. And then these 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 kids have really given me some hope. A lot of right. so didn't know you're getting into a political debate, did you, debate or political chat, did you today, friends? Sorry, that's okay. But you know what? That's what's it's going a on in this free world. country? And when I get upset Man. and I get angry, I turn on my favorite thing. Don't worry, my favorite thing is probably the most boring one and the most useless one. But I have to talk about it. Yours? <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, this is like the most nerdy of all nerdy favorite things. And I debated whether or not I wanted to say it, but I have to because there are some listeners out there who are not just, you know, the peripheral listeners of shows, but who are one of us who love it, love it, love it. And you probably already have this book, but I'm, I love this book so much. I was perusing it the other day. It's a 
reference book. Oh, I love it. You know I love a reference book. Oh, my book. God. And you would think, really, you're going to talk about a reference book? I'm trying to look on your shelf to see if I can see I it. I keep a lot of books under my ah, sofa. That's probably where it is. Um, I love this book. It is an author that I really want to get on the podcast because he's written a lot. Because, you know, we've got a couple theater book writers that are well-known. Yeah. You know, we've got our friend Peter Felicia, who we love, 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 love Peter. Peter. We love Ken Manabom, who would Ken, come of, on the show, please. Of, of Ken, please. Dream of it. Um, and then we have Stephen Suskin. I love great, Stephen Suskin. Great Stephen Suskin, yes. who, has, who has done, and this book, I can only imagine the exhaustive research that this man must have done. Bless his family for letting him do all of the listening that he had to do in order to create the book that is called Show Tunes. Yes. Do you know this reference book? I know it, and I own a copy. Yes, it's under the it sofa. Is like the nerdy of all nerdy musical theater books. It is yes a reference book. It is it has it literally goes through all of the shows and composers of the last century. the The published one I have is uh, of year two thousand. I believe that there is one more uh, version that is yes. like more recent. Yes, but I will just I'm just going to speak on the one from two thousand because it's still valid. Because to me, it's a more of a history book than anything a reference book. If you need to know about Dear Evan Hansen, just go online. And you can find stuff. But for this, this is about the nine hundred slash eight thousand nine hundred shows and 8,000 show tunes that he covers. And it not only is just like, oh, you know, I married an angel. This is 19, da, 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 and this is who wrote it. He lists the songs. He lists the songs that were recorded, lists the songs that may have been cut from the show, lists the songs that were cut out of town, lists, um, and then he like does like a little commentary on it. So this man listened to every single one of these albums and is like, yes, this song is great and this song was uh, sung by so-and-so and, and goes into like detail with reference numbers so you can you know go to the back of the book and the... Uh, the indexes are what was really fun for those of us who like this kind of thing. You know, the facts, like it's like baseball cards and you're like, yes, oh, um, what were the 19, and they list the shows from the forties, the fifties, sixties and beyond in order. And then the appendix has like, um, collaborator appendix. He has the song title appendix. He has the bibliography. He has the list of, um, uh, list, list of the productions chronologically. Um, I, I can't say enough about this book. Then he just, he lists shows by composer. So he'll talk about Larry, Grossman and the shows that he wrote. He'll talk about, you know, Stephen Schwartz, which, um, you know, it's funny because it's 2000, so we don't even have Wicked yet, which I find very interesting. So you don't even know that Stephen Schwartz is going to give you that. Um, and I, of course, I love seeing guests that we've had, like Larry Grossman and yes. Charles Strauss. It always makes me happy when I think, oh my gosh, we got to talk to them. So friends, if you want to listen to those interviews, go back uh, down the podcast list and uh, go down that rabbit hole. Um, but uh, is it is it the kind of book that um, if you're on the, the fringe of musical theater, are you going to get this book and sit down and read it? No, probably not. But it's a great reference for the actor who's trying to find new songs to put in your audition book, or it's a great reference just for the fan of musical theater that just wants to learn some other shows by, you know, a composer of a show that you love, and mm. you want to get some information about other Jerry Herman shows. I tell that to all my students. I'm like, when they come in, they're like, I'm going to sing maybe this time from Cabaret. I'm like, you know, Candor and Ebb wrote 17 other shows, I exactly. think. So, you know, this is a great place for students of musical theater, I agree with you, to start going down the list and seeing if there's anything for them and also getting exposed to shows they might not have known. Indeed. That's exactly right. So I like it because I, I always learn something every single 
every single time I pick it up. And yes, mm. th- you can Google stuff and online, but for S- Stephen has done such a good job yes. of organizing it yes. and putting little commentary and little bits of information in there, and it's exhaustively researched. So thank you, Stephen, for A, putting this book together, B, for doing all the research and oh. giving it to us. Come on so. the show, Stephen. We'd love to have you. <laughs> you, know? you know, he also wrote those opening nights on Broadway book. Oh, yes. Where they uh, compile... With- Yes, uh, with the uh, with the blurbs of the, the reviews uh, of the reviews. Yes, that'd be a good favorite thing in the future. Oh, there's two That's of them. There's yeah, opening there's nights on Broadway and more mm-hmm. opening nights on Broadway. I love those books those as well. Are great books, and then you really get to feel like, oh, this is what it was like in 1962. Yes, in, in the theater climate, you know, at this time. And that stuff isn't online. The no. fact that it's all compiled into one place, right? Is I mean, if you try to look up something now that's like from the New York Daily News forty years ago, you can't find no, it. Just it takes not the periphery magazines. No, you're right. You it know, takes you can get forever. the New York Times ones, but not like yes, you're and exactly that's right. Rare. Not Women's Daily, not the Women's <laughs> Daily, whatever. The Martin you, Godfrey, you know, Women's Wear yeah, Daily, exactly. Women's Wear Daily. So my favorite thing is the the reference book Show Tunes by Stephen Susskind. Bet you didn't know that existed. Why are you so embarrassed, Kevin? Because it's such it's, a good reference. It to me, is a very limited in scope because it is a reference book, and it's like saying, "Hey, go get Encyclopedia Britannica for fun." But for me, it is fun, and I know that I we have some listeners out there who maybe are diehard fans like we are and actually have not looked at this book. And when you do, you're going to love it. It's absolutely. Really absolutely. Because so I, I, I'm joking because I feel like I'm appealing to like 20% of our listeners. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe it's higher than I think. <laughs> I think they're listening to us for this reason. I think... I th- I don't think someone has just stumbled upon this podcast. <laughs> They're like, gee, man, why are they, listen, why are they talking about so much show tunes? That's gay. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I love when you do your straight voice. <laughs> your bro voice. Who, who's Nanette Fairbarass? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Did she sleep with Trump? Oh, my God. Oh. She was Stormy Daniels? Oh, my gosh. Man, uh, so uh, what's your favorite <laughs> thing before that gets... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Scary. Before we go back to political again. Yes. <laughs> I don't vote, man. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's father uh, nope, ran for nope, city council. Nope, nope. But then he had to quit because he, like, embezzled or something. <laughs> so now she lives in a condo next to my stepmom. Just, it's very depressing. You, it's Thank a very you. depressing day. It's from those Bergman films from last week. They're still, right. You're still, 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 still a viewing movie. I know. I know. Um, mine is a musical. Okay. Or a musical, Ooh. as we might say back in the old days. Um, and I will tell you why I got inspired to talk about this musical. Okay. Um, I saw 
Encores. Hey, look me over. The 25th anniversary of City Center Encores. I wish I'd, I was on vacation. I was not able to see it. And I wish I didn't I even did. ask you. How was vacation? Oh, it was great. It was beautiful. Paris, Amsterdam. Paris, Amsterdam. It was a, a dream come true. You brought me back a keychain. I brought you back a Paris Eiffel Tower keychain. You were so sweet. And I already put it on my keys. Oh, I love it. So every time I reach into my pocket and the Eiffel Tower and like, stabs me, I'll be like, like, damn I it, Kevin. I was like, sometimes it's. I had one in it. I'm like, nah, it's not a great keychain, but oh, I it lo- looks cute. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Thank you for the gift. Yeah, we had a great time. It good. Great. I'm so happy you guys had a good time and you deserved it. But um, we missed Hey, Look Me Over. You missed Hey, Look Me Over. Yeah. Um, so Hey, Look Me Over, for those of you that don't know, um, Encores in New York is celebrating or celebrated its 25th anniversary this year. Can you imagine? 25 years of, don't yawn when I tell you how wonderful it is. <laughs> I literally tell Kevin, he's rubbing his eyes going, I'm like scratching my eyes and yawning. <laughs> I'll, I'll tap. Do you want me to tap to make it more interesting? <laughs> da, 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 da. Do a, a time step. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they did was, this was really fascinating. They took eight musicals that Encores has not produced in its 25 years and gave us little samplings of each of them. Right, because like the fans of, of, of it are always like, why are they doing this and not doing Wildcat? You okay, know? so let me... <laughs> perfect segue, by the right? way. Yes. Um, so one of the things that they did... Was, yeah, that people sit there and go, why aren't they doing this? I want Goldilocks, for God's sakes, and I do. I do want I think Goldilocks. We are. And I think and Jack really, Patel even was like, yeah, no, yeah that I might happen Goldilocks. at some point. Yeah. So okay. But, Please, but I Jack. get some of them, though, like, you know, Fig Leaves Are Falling is not going to happen at Encores anytime soon. Shucks. Yeah. Because I really like that song. <laughs> I like that whole show. I you introduced me to that I show. I didn't know that show at that all. Score. And I was listening to it a lot. It's good. Um, so yeah. the, the, their conceit was that they were going to show you samples of eight musicals that had not come to the encore stage yet. Um, and it was hosted by or narrated by the man in chair from Drowsy Chaperone. Like so literally, Bob Martin was Bob there? Bob Martin came in. What? Dressed as man in chair oh and was like... Um, I, I wrote Mr. Vertel and said, why aren't you doing this show? Why aren't you doing that show? And he was finally like, fine, you program it. That's a really funny idea. It is funny. I will say this, a little criticism. I wish they had used him. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, okay so okay, you guys, okay, hold on. pause. Uh, I was Rob's doing research. TV literally oh. just popped on right now so you can see like what he's watching. <laughs> And you all know he's like loves his old stuff, but man, I was not expecting to see Lucy calls the president. What is this, Rob? After Indiana housewife Lucy Whitaker, Lucille Ball calls the White House to discuss a housing project. She finds herself making preparations for the president to visit her home for dinner. Calamity and comedy follows as Lucy frantically prepares for the momentous event with the eager support of her family, friends, and neighbors. Just so, some light watching, are you, Rob? So Just let me like explain. Little, let me explain. I, first of all, didn't even know there was a movie with Lucy. Didn't know well, that. Well, it was a TV. 51-minute movie from 1977. It was older, a, Lucy. So let me explain <laughs> this. Let me explain this. Let me, I will, let me taking, defend myself. Taking a picture. Let me defend myself while you, while you mock my viewing habits. So very quickly, um, there was a television special from 1977 that Lucille Ball made called Lucy Calls the President in which Lucille Ball is going to invite President Jimmy Carter over to dinner. It has not been on YouTube. It has not been available on VHS. It has not been available anywhere. It is like the holy grail of Lucy (laughs) items. Wait, what is this on? This is on on Amazon Prime. So I got an Amazon Prime subscription and I I was watching it and it said, hey, Lucy Calls the President is on. And look at that, my friend. It got four and a half out of five stars. It's got an eight out of ten on, on IMDb, not even The Shape of Water or Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri got 8 out of 10 stars on IMDb. All right. 
And it's a little sad because now they're all older. And Ethel Mertz, Vivian Vance is in it, but she had a stroke. Oh, no. So they can only film her from one side, so you can't see. No, I'm being dead serious. Oh, God. So you can't see. Like the one side that that The fact that half of her face is paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. So it's a little sad to watch, but I watched it. (laughs) So I watched Lucy Calls the President. All right. It's also kind of sad because she's older and she, yeah. like watching her do physical comedy, you, you go like, oh God, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, she's like a character. It's not as it. funny as yeah. when she was like Lucy Ricardo doing it. Oh my it. gosh, you guys. Um, this is actually so appropriate for my favorite thing today. So I will try to wrap up my encores thing Great, I'm to s- lead into my favorite yeah, and thing. And that commercial was brought to you by Kevin's <laughs> like, you know, brain But go on to Amazon Prime because they've got a lot of oh, great man. stuff on there. Thanks for that. Um, so anyway, so, back so, to what you were so talking So the man about. in chair, my yes. only criticism was they, he didn't really give a lot of context on the shows. He just he would literally come out and be like, Jamaica opened in 1957 with a score by this and stored uh, Lena Horn. But it would be nice to have a little fun fact about it. Yeah, I was hoping they would do that more. They didn't. But the shows that they presented um, were Milk and Honey, Mac and Mabel. Oh, the Mac and Mabel section literally made everybody. I mean, everyone loves that. Everyone's like, oh, if only we could get that ending to work. Oh, it was I so mean, good. it's such a good it score. So uh, Green Willow. I love Green Willow. Oh, my God. I th- God, damn it. Never, I never will I marry. This guy who sang it, my God, I can't remember his name right now, and he was so fucking brilliant. He was so good. Sail Away. Oh, of course. B.B. Newworth and the Elaine Stritch. People, travel, travel, travel. Um, George M., in which at the mm, end, interesting. Joel Gray came out and tapped and sang. Oh, isn't that special? As George M. Cohan. That's pretty cool. Um, the, what, oh, uh, All-American. Love me some All-American. Jamaica, which I knew great score. nothing about. Harold Arlen, you can't go wrong. I knew nothing about Jamaica, and I'm obsessed with it. Can't go wrong with Harold They Arlen. had Vanessa Williams do Push the Button. From House of Flowers? No. No, from... from um, uh, oh, Jamaica. 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 I'm sorry, I'm thinking uh, of... Uh, you're thinking of... Uh, 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 I know what you're thinking of from thinking House of like Flowers. in the shade of the I know exactly or something. I don't know. Um, and was there another one? Oh, and then um, the ending was very touching. The cast came out, they bowed, and they said, we want to present one more song for you. And they sang the Statue of Liberty song from Miss Liberty. It's the, oh. the the music that Irving Berlin set to the words that are on the mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very... One very of the things moving. that was so cool about Hey, Look Me Over was there was this tone of optimism and the tone of American can-do spirit throughout yeah. the entire yeah. show. Um, but the first thing they showed us was my favorite thing. And the first thing they showed us was, from 1960, you just made fun of her. Wildcat. It was Wildcat. It was Wildcat. It well, was Hey, Look Wildcat. Me Over. Hey, Look Me Over. Which I don't know at all. All. Well, Kevin. Is it Albert Haig? No. no, it's Cy Coleman. It's Cy Coleman, Cy Carolyn Coleman. Lee. Yeah. It's their first Broadway score together. It's a book by N. Richard Nash. Originally, the score was supposed to be written by Van Heusen, Jimmy Van Heusen and Sammy Kahn, um, and they did not write it. It went to Cy Coleman and Carolyn Lee. Was it his first score as well? It was. Broadway? It was. Broadway. It was their fr- yeah, because it was 1960. Yeah, so he hadn't then, done Little Me. Yet. He hadn't done Little Me. He hadn't done Sweet Charity. Wow. All right. So his first Broadway score. So the story of Wildcat... Um, it's it's, it's really fa- I think it's fascinating. The idea was about, by a guy named N. Richard Nash, right? Who um, wrote 110 or who wrote 110 in the shade the and the uh, which was the adaptation? Yeah, the Rainmaker, and it's about Wild Cat. Wildy Jackson. She arrives in 1912 in Centavo City with dreams of striking oil, but she doesn't have money and she doesn't know how to do it. She's with her sister. She finds a guy named Joe Dynamite who is the most successful crew foreman in the territory, and decides that he's going to help her. And, of course, sparks fly. Of course. All right? Um, 
complications ensue. He leaves her. She gets him arrested. She comes back. She realizes she's she can't do anything. He's left her. So she throws something down onto the ground. And what happens? The ground starts to shake. Oil, oil shoots pops up. up. Oh. And curtain falls. Hey, look me hey, over. Hey, look me over. I'm covered in oil. So originally the idea was that the show was going to be about a very young woman trying to like make it big back then. So I'm trying to think like who back then like would have been a good casting for it. Like a young, like, like a... Like, like, a, a che- like a Susan Watson, or like a Susan, like a, yeah, like a you know, like, like a, young Susan Watson, yeah. or Cheetah Rivera, yeah, or, or like even some, Priscilla or Anita Gillette, or even or Anita Priscilla G- Gillette. <laughs> either, yeah, either, either Gillettes are fine. Yeah. Um, the, oh, I was gonna make a joke. I don't think I'm gonna want to. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> a rare so, censorship on the podcast so, from Rob no, Schneider. I was gonna make a joke about like a Gillette razor being cast. Oh. <laughs> and it's not even funny. It's not even a funny joke. I'm so sorry. You all had to sit there through it. At least we got it anyway. <laughs> So, and Richard Nash is trying to find someone to do it. He gets Michael Kidd on board to direct and choreograph it. Right. Michael Kidd is like, you know, I don't know if Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Hughes, I don't know if they're the right people for yeah. it. Here's this new team you should know about, Carolyn Lee and Cy Coleman. So because of Michael Kidd, Carolyn Lee and Cy Coleman get to write the score to Wildcat. Okay. But now here's where it gets fun. Lucia Ball has just been the queen of television, right. queen of comedy has just ended her television show, has just divorced her husband, Desi Arnaz, Oof. and wants to do something different. Right. So she's like, I'm going to go to Broadway. And they, appro- they approach, she says, listen, I will do Wildcat, and my company, Desi Lou, will put up the entire investment. What? So now they have a producer. Oh, my gosh. But the only problem is, is Lucille Ball is 48 years old. She's oh. not the young... right. Ingenue Eight shows a week. I that mean, they that's wanted. not all what they wanted. Yeah, and except for one show that she toured, Lucille Ball had never been on stage. Oh, ex- oh, oh wow! She wasn't a stage actress. Right. She was a film actress and right. then a television a actress. Comedy, right? So they asked her, like, "Well, okay, this is great. We're going to get the, the, literally the queen of television <laughs> is going to make her Broadway debut, <laughs> and we don't have to pay for and it. We don't have to pay for <laughs> it because her company. Now, this is what's really weird. Who owned Desi Lou? Her. And, and Desi Arnaz. Yeah, well, they just got it. But even though they're divorced, they're still involved in business and finances. So her ex husband is producing her show. They ask her, um, Who do you want to be opposite you? And she says, Oh, we'll ask my friend Kirk Douglas. So Kirk Douglas. Wait. Kirk Douglas was going to star in Wildcat, and then he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, I've got a film. I can't do it. Right. So they it's hired a, a guy named Keith Andes, who was a little younger. Keith Andes. Do you know the actor Ryan Andes who's around right now? It's yes. his grandfather. Oh. Right? Okay. And Valerie Harper oh, from Mary Tomorrow wow. was in the chorus of Young the show. Valerie Harper. Okay. So here's some of the score, some of the songs from, from Wildcat, and that's why I think you should listen to it. Once again, it's Cy Coleman. It's Carolyn Lee. What's not to it's like? It's their first score together. Wow. Why would you not want to hear this? No. Hey, Look Me Over. Nice. Which we all know. Hey, look me over. Lend me an ear. Fresh out of clover. Mortgage up to here. But don't pass the plate, folks. Don't pass the cup. Whenever you're down and out, the only way is up and I'll be up like... Okay, great. Um, Hey, no, that was great. I was impressed. The song was so popular, Lyndon Johnson used it as his campaign Campaign, theme song when he was running for vice president. That's Um, right. Other great songs, You've Come Home, You're a Liar, Give a little whistle. Oh. And a number that's a little offensive today, but very fun to listen to, Uh-oh. is a number called El Sombrero. El Sombrero. El Sombrero, danced by Sven Svensson, 
who we would later Shut use. Up. Stop it. In, so seriously, who would later really? use Little Me? Sven, Sven Svensson. Yeah, I know. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's right. Who's saying, um, I've got your number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, show goes out of town. It's in Philadelphia. The variety review is great. Everyone really likes it. Mm-hmm. Except there's two issues. Uh-oh. One, Lucio Ball didn't realize how exhausting it is. Eight shows a week. To do eight shows a it's week. It's killer. Yes. Exerting all yes. that energy eight shows a Every week. Every single night, yes. And she was playing a character that was the total opposite of Lucy Ricardo. Right. So everyone, remember, that's... The audience is like going expecting maybe, oh, we're going to see Lucy. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're going in and you're expecting to see... At least Lucy, something Lucy Ricardo, yeah. like... Fighting in the grape vat, exactly, or, or you know, doing something, clowning or, around, or, or just clowning clown. around. Yes. But that's not who Wildcat was. Right. So the audiences are like, "Where's Lucy? Right. Where's Lucy?" So she starts changing the script, and they start changing the script to match oh, no. what the audience is expecting. Mm-hmm. And when she meets a character that's like really, really stingy right. in Wildcat, she looks at him and goes, "Do you know a guy named Fred Mertz?" No. So she would be uh, ad-libbing, eek. mentioning her television show. Um, she worked really hard, though. At the end of the show, the curtain would go up, and she would go on stage and sing a little bit and talk and answer questions. So there was that added bonus to it as well. Unfortunately, she gets tired after a couple of months. Right. She leaves the show for a couple of weeks, comes back, then collapses on stage. Oh, no. She just passes out from sheer exhaustion. And they say, okay, then what we're going to do is we're going to put the show on hiatus for a bit. Um, and then what happened was the official story was we can't reopen the show because it's on hiatus because the musicians band, the musicians union is saying that the musicians have to be paid oh, while gosh. they're on hiatus. Right. That wasn't the thing. Lucio Ball got out and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. I mean, think about it. You were the queen of comedy. You ran a, she ran a television studio. People forget that about her. She wasn't just Lucille Ball on television. Right. She ran Desilu Studios. She ran... That's Most popular woman on television. Most runs a television studio. Mm-hmm. Th- getting a divorce. Then going to star in a new Broadway musical. Of course she's exhausted. Yeah. Of course she's I'm tired. exhausted for her. Right. <laughs> I mean, I am. So anyway, though, even though oh. that's the case... The score to Wildcat is really incredible. I don't know if we'll see it again. I don't know who who would do it again if we were going right. to do it again because you would need you need a zany comedian. You need like a like a faith like a younger faith prince or someone like that. I don't know who that is right now. So anyway, um, I want you all to take a listen to Wildcat from 1960. Um, it's a fantastic show, and if you go online, there's some great clips of uh, Lucille Ball doing it on the Ed Sullivan Show, so you can get a sense of of what it looked like cool. um, when they did it at uh, Encores. It was Carolee Carmelo. That was was singing. She sounded amazing. Of course. Surprise, surprise. So d- mine is Wildcat. Oh, that's fantastic. And mine is the uh, Stephen Suskin uh, reference book, Show Tunes. Enjoy both. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.